I'm seeing stars in champagne and January rain. Wake me up from this bad dream. Excuse me. Thank you for uh, being here. That was lonely. Shit, dude. It's not a bad day, bad thing if I that's that happens often. Thank you for being here. That was lonely heights. Uh, heard it's over. Excited to see them at Kilby Court this July first, two thousand twenty-two, with Hollow Hill and Cardinal Bloom. Super stoked. Show starts at seven p.m. Tickets are probably already sold out. Sorry. Um, any ads? No, never no ads. And I, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, no, I, unfortunately I have, unfortunately. And it's interesting to figure out like where you are, I guess, in relation to everybody else. Like if I'm a, I'm a planet in a solar system, you know, it's nice to know what I'm in relation to. And if I'm a planet, dude, I'm motherfucking Pluto. I'm the smallest planet, farthest thing out, dude. I ain't really in any, but I ain't even really a planet anymore. People are still trying to consider like if this is really a podcast. And I found out something interesting. Uh, if you were to classify maybe this podcast as a podcast, it's called like a stream of consciousness podcast, right? Because it's just me talking. 
and I found a couple other podcasts this week, um, as I'd be doing. And it's interesting how, well, the different I am between like the things I do and the things everybody else does. So for example, like everybody else, I would say almost explicitly is reaction content. Like yeah, YouTube's still this, like in a big sense. And I see podcasting going through some of the little phases that YouTube's been in. There's no prank podcast, but like, I don't know. And I guess these archetypes are repeated everywhere. Like the East Coast, West Coast beef in the 90s is happening right now in podcast where like there's podcast wars. Well, as weird as that shit is, is like fan bases versus fan bases. And it's so funny to me because like uh, I made this podcast for myself. Like I made it because I'm bored, don't want to play video, like whatever the reasons are. Like I I don't have the same reasons for other people. Other people will say like, uh, what do they say? Like, ah, this is my job. I want to be, I want it to be my job. Like you could support me, right? I got a Patreon. That'd be dope if you support me. But like the way I look, if you support me, you know what I think about it as like a tip. I don't need it, right? Because the service is free. And since you almost paid for the whole show by giving me your attention. So the way I look at support, like if you want to support me on this podcast, you can subscribe to my Patreon and it's like a dollar. So it's a tip. I really believe in that. Another, and if you want to support me, go to my eBay and buy my merch. It's always priced reasonably and it's an auction. So let's say you think the shirt's worth $20 we'll bid 20 bucks so that's how that goes for support but it's interesting because everybody needs support for their podcast because at the end of the day they're doing their podcast in a relationship with every with things around them and people around them so if you look at your boy right now like i made this podcast to talk to myself for an hour that's it so like i don't gotta pay anybody for this right like hell or high water this thing's getting produced you know like it's crazy to think about the only thing I need is time, right? And the podcast gets made. So if you do want to support me and like, what would supporting me turn, turn out? Like, I don't know, dude, I might fucking like, if you support me and like buy my hoodie, you know what I'm going to do? Head straight back over to no problem saving by three or four more hoodies and tie dye the fuck out of them. Cause I love tie dye and check out this tie dye. Uh, you probably can't see it. It's a nice, it's, this is a nice hoodie. And sometimes I do wear my merch. Um, and then I wash it. But I, so after I do my typical, this is a two wash hoodie, three wash hoodie already. And it's, it's an amazing hoodie. I'm going to now patch it. So I've dyed this twice with different dyes and done a couple different things. So now the next phase of the Provo Kid merch, I guess this is an ad, is uh, patching. So I'm going to throw a couple patches on this bad boy and put it up on the shelf. Like I, how many things I got now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven items for sale right now in the merch. And I've been giving things away too. Like how do I, how do you get Provo Kid merch? You could buy it on eBay or you could be on my podcast. It's real simple. That's the only way to get the merch is be on my podcast or buy it. And uh, that's, that's cool. So how do you support me? Uh, you listen, uh, you can financially support me, but it's like a tip. Dude. It's not necessary. But it's interesting to like, where was this conversation started from? I was just been listening to people's podcasts and it's ads, ads, ads. And it's like, we need support. Like, and the reason why I get it, because people are transitioning away from, uh, what would it be called? A career or a job or work 
or wage slavery into the area of podcasting. Now, people are confused when they listen to my podcast because they think I'm after a few things. They think I'm after fame. I'm not. I swear to God, I do this to just fucking kill my time because I'm going to do something in my free time. And so right now, I like to talk to myself in my free time. So uh, this this thing's happening. And, and no matter what, and like, and, and then I think about like, what else would I do besides podcasting? I Here's what I, I have kind of figured it out. I want to beekeep. So if I ever stop podcasting, it's because I've turned into a full-time beekeeper and I'm just slanging honey. So... That's the only way you're, and I'm I'm not doing it right now, okay? I'm not, don't think I'm getting off the podcast hype train right now. I'm only taking off, and the show's only getting better. But, and I thought about this too. If I do podcasts now, and then I become a beekeeper, I could just become a beekeeper podcaster. That'd be pretty cool. So always evolving, always advancing. But uh, yeah, just listening like all these ads, and it makes sense because if you listen to something like the Tinfoil Hat, there's Sam, XG, and Johnny, and their guests, and the studio, like that. The whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle they got is a podcast, and uh, they got all that set up. So yeah, I can see things like that involving money. Um, we're like, oh, there's a few people working on it. And that's how almost every podcast is now. There's a team, quote unquote. They have a group, quote unquote. And it's so funny. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now. If you listen to my podcast, uh, there will never be like a team Provo. I know there's the Provo All-Stars, but like as all, God's honest truth, like Provo All-Stars don't have my back, right? Like I don't want a cult. And I had some of these things with these podcasts, this cult-like mentality that follows them, disgusting. Um, and I get it though because, right, like you identify with groups and we're conditioned and socially – program to try to find a collective and fit ourselves in right so it's almost unavoidable how we do shit like that including myself so i'm not like talking down on anybody but it's just interesting though where people will then like before they even identify like with themselves they like they identify with like being a part of a podcast so i won't even say any podcast but like you know who they are if you listen to a lot of podcasts where people are like I'll say tinfoil hat because I don't mind being uh, considered a member of the swarm because I've already, you know, the swarm, right? And that's interesting in itself. Uh, but I don't like, how would you put it? I, someone would say I'm a part of the swarm, but I don't choose to be a part of the swarm. You know what I mean? I was born in this world, but I'm not of this world. If that makes any fucking sense. Either way, so you know, whether it's Sinful Hat or any other podcast, there's always this collective that follows him. Crystally, he's got his babies, right? And uh, it doesn't end. Um, and even like on Twitch, it's always like, what up uh, my crew? What up my clan? What up my, uh, I don't know, man. What the fuck do they say? It's always like a collective they're referring to. So, but just so everybody knows, the Provo Kid will never be a collective. I'm an individual through and through. So uh, if you do listen to the Provo Kid, you're still yourself and there's not like a like a group ever that will ever be attached to like the Provo Kid audience, right? Like if someone asks you if you listen to the show, just say probably not. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you really listen, I don't know what to tell you. Like do you listen to the show? Because then they'll try to typecast you and put you into a group. Oh, you're a Provo Kidian. Mm. You're a Provo Kidian. You know he's a Mormon. <laughs> Dude, it's the the ex Mormon shit. I love. I love. I not personally like. I'm not into the uh, the proselytizing of it. 
and I don't actually love it. I, I, I despise quite a bit of it sometimes, but just this, this mentality that this church, this LDS church, hold on. They, uh, they do a great job of culturally raising individuals capable of proselytizing a certain belief system. And unfortunately for the LDS church, if any of those individuals ever leave the church, they feel just as co comfortable using those same skills against the church. And I always find it funny, man. And I see another post. I live in Utah, so obviously I, uh, I encounter these people. But uh, those people who, and I've said this before, they leave the church, but they never really leave the church, right? Like, hey, I'm done church but now i'm just going to keep talking about you and to me it's like leaving one cult to another cult like anybody says i'm i'm cult free oh no you're not <laughs> you're insane you think you're out of a cult no you talking about another cult is cultish because you got your own cult as the cult of non-belief right so I sit somewhere in between the cult of non-belief and the cult of belief. I sit right in the fucking middle, and that's called the cult of I don't fucking know. So you get some of these people who sit right in the cult of I know, and the other people sit in the cult of uh, you don't know. Well, what did I just fucking say? Either way, these people leave the church, and all of a sudden, man, they become so assured and their belief system that at the end of the day, they look just like they did 10 months before when they were practicing the religion they now oppose. So it's just odd to me, right? Like people never really change. They can change their opinions sometimes, but like, you know what I mean? Like you ever meet, uh, it's like this. It doesn't matter what religion you ever meet an atheist. Who's just like, <laughs> no, I left it. So I left all of it. It's like, what really? That sucks. Right? Like uh, they don't have any doors like they went, how do you put it? They're closed minded, I guess. I, I don't know. They, they stop searching for answers. Uh, I don't know. That's how it is. So welcome to the show. We're 15 minutes in. And since I last talked to a lot of you, uh, a few things have happened in my life. I had Tui Tupo, Hivilian uh, with Spiritual Podcast. That was awesome. I did the, uh, I hopped on for a beer review with the big dumb podcast and uh i think it was shane from inquiries of our reality or something like that and i also did but drum roll uh zero with uh sam Tripoli. and so just reflecting over the kind of content that i've made in the past i don't know month i'm pushing it right just pushing a lot of content and uh there's a lot of things for people to i guess digest and look at and um so the next week and a half i've i've almost thought about and if you go back a couple episodes i've already kind of talked about this recharging my batteries and i've kind of front loaded a lot of content this week and i guess it's the fourth of july so like <laughs> i don't want to podcast and do stuff on the holidays you know what i mean so don't expect a lot of content the next few days and the next week. It's just like, I'm, I'm doing next two weeks. You know what I mean? It's America. Dude. I'm celebrating. I'm going to be off the computer as much. So my free time that I usually spend at podcasting every night or whatever, I'll be doing like fireworks, barbecues, nothing, chilling. I'll be hanging out. So uh, just in recognition of that, feel free to go back to all of my old content and some of the interviews I've done and just enjoy those like even my uh fan i had a fantastic podcast with uh, astrology by rob like go check that out i got no such animal i got hollow hill 
I would have a Grimerica podcast, but I fucked that up, didn't I? And um, even if I did, you'd still have to pay for it and go to Patreon. So I don't know. Welcome to the show, everybody. And I've really been thinking about kind of like all the hate that goes on in the in the world in some sense because I talk about the pleasure of hating, but there's this weird thing going on. And I think it's okay to hate, right? But there's... How do I put this? There's a segment of the population that um, that enjoys... It's like a cathartic hate, right? So I like cathartic hates too, but there's a there's a weird thing to hating, right? Like so, let's say, uh, um, I mean, like, like, yeah, let's talk about hate. You know what I mean? So people will hate on things. They'll hate on a podcast. Like for example, I'll talk about it, the Brendan Schaub podcast, right? So if you search Brendan Schaub, and you, uh on YouTube and you find his his information. Apparently a lot of the stuff's negative about him. If you go to his subreddit that is dedicated to his podcast, a lot of the information is negative. Okay. So something's wrong when when that's the case because whether you like Brennan Schaub or not, there are some I mean, I'm not saying he's the most popular person in the world, but he's not the most unpopular, right? So there's some indicators that are off. So I would imagine Brennan Schaub when he looks at his own analytics, he does relatively fine. And then he looks at some metrics, he can see like, oh, these things are being skewed. And I think there's a there's a portion of people who will say, well, you just want to deny reality and just say, I I guess people will try to say like, oh, Provo Kid, you actually think he's popular? I'm like, no, I'm not saying he's that, like hyper popular, or super funny. But what he does have is a following. And the following he does have, I, I'm assuming they don't go on Reddit. I'm assuming they're not always on YouTube. I'm assuming Brendan Schaub's following isn't the most socially online presence. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not interacting in comments. And so each podcaster generates a certain type of audience. And I'll say this. It's sad, right? So you, and I heard this from probably Logan Paul, but hear it from somebody else. Like as a content creator, you create your audience. So uh, there's audience out there that that generate content off reaction content. So in other words, what they do is they'll watch, let's say, my podcast, right? And then they'll shit on it. And they'll shit on me. They'll make fun of me. Um, and then that'll be how they entertain their audience. Because at the end of the day, these people who do this reaction content, they don't know how to entertain Anybody just with their own voice, with their own selves, like they need to riff, right? They need to look at something because if they just sat and had to talk to the camera like I'm doing, it'd be really, diff- it'd be a really difficult day. It'd be, it'd be difficult for them, right? Because they don't do what I do, and and they know that if they tried, they would fail. Because in order to do what I do, you have to be so comfortable failing that you have to do it for the love of the game. So what do I do? I do this for the love of the game. Believe it. And a lot of people who hate, um, what they do is they hate on podcasts, they hate on people, they react to it, then their fans go and, uh, you know, they do the the haters bidding. So that's why if you go to the Fighter and the Kids subreddit, the Fighter and the Kids blah, 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 if it has to do with Brendan Shaw, there's a lot of hate. I'll tell you why. Because there's these other podcasts who do reaction content and then they just shit on people. 
And so then their audience thinks that's acceptable behavior. And then they go shit on that person. And it's it's trolling. Maybe it's funny. Maybe they think it's comedic. I mean, it could be all of the above <clears throat> and also not funny. So I've just been kind of really puzzling around with the reality that like, oh, podcasting and the community and everything. Like it's not as friendly as you think, especially when you climb up the ladder. Uh, what would it be called? Notoriety or just people noticing you, which fucking sucks for people. But if you really, if you're like me and you don't give a fuck, it really doesn't matter. Because for someone like me, if someone did a reaction content off of my my uh, my shitty podcast, my low quality podcast, um, they would just increase the quality and the content. I mean, here's what I'm saying: if anybody reacted off my podcast and did it in the way where it generates the kind of hate that Brendan Schaub gets, I would imagine I would only perform better on my analytics my point is it'd be good on some fucked up level if someone's it'd almost be like they're helping me out which i would hate that's the worst kind of help <laughs> let's see this see this nobody podcaster let me shit on him send him a bunch of fans which ultimately ultimately i think would would be what would happen and i think if you do handle those kind of transactions correctly let's say and there's a lot of, I mean, people are like, what are you talking about, Provocate? There's so many illusions I'm not getting to and references that you're not quite expounding upon. Provocate, Provocate, will you please help me out and understand what you're saying? I can't and I won't. Because um, I also don't, like, this is what I'm doing is reacting off some of the things I've seen, but this is just my thoughts. And I don't want to encourage more of that reactionary, like, who are the podcasts that are fighting? I've already talked about one open enough, but... A couple other like really, uh, I don't know, man, just the whole concept of like creating content and reacting to it. And then there's another type of podcast content where people create like a lesson plan. So I like these podcasts too. They'll be like, hey, today we're going to learn about this. Like, cool, buckle up. It's awesome. There's a ton of fucking podcasts. And uh, it is interesting to know where I am, where I'm at where I lie, the stream of consciousness, and I honestly really enjoy it. And some people won't get this. Um, for me, it's not about subscribers. It's not about followers. It's not about plays. It's not about who listens. It's honestly, it's just about the enjoyment of sitting down and doing what I want and expressing my opinion at the end of the day. Because there was a while in my life, almost 29 years, Excuse me, where I didn't really feel like I could express my opinion. And it's nuts, right? I said 29, I meant 30. And yeah, I expressed my opinion throughout most of my life, but uh, not really. You know what I mean? Um, what I did for most of my life was express the things around me, almost like a mirror. So I've been a mirror for almost the entirety of my, my life where... If I saw someone walk down the hall and folded their arms and I was told to do it as well, I'd fold it. Like whatever, you know, I, it's it's weird to say, but I'm not too different than everybody else. Like I want to say I'm different, but I learned how to be different. If I am, if I am in some sense different, it's it's nothing special. So uh, yeah, man, it's, it's fascinating to really think about how I've come a long way. 
And now I feel like I can share my voice, share my opinion. And if it wasn't for the fucking pandemic and all the dumb fucks who still believe in that shit. And I don't give a fuck at this point, dude. I'm so degrading of the people who really believe in that shit that I've already admitted. If you don't know. Okay, hey, COVID warning. I'm crazy. Oh, he's crazy. The boy's crazy. Doesn't believe in it. Oh, if you if you still. Oh, I'd love to have a chat with you. If you really believe it, except if you're in my family because I already know you're crazy. But if I don't know you're crazy, let's have a conversation. Maybe I'll help you understand the reality of how our world works, right? I can't save everybody, but if you want to, hey, if you want to be saved, save yourself, by the way. Do your own quote-unquote research. And a lot of people, you did your own research? Yeah, I fucking did. I'm smart, different than you. And it's so funny how people don't even understand what doing your own research is or like what research is. And like, how did that guy get a doctor? I'll explain. I'll explain how people become doctors, lawyers, PhD. It's so funny. You ever Here's something to talk about. Is a dentist a doctor, right? Is a person with a PhD a doctor? And if so, is a lawyer a doctor? I, like all the, if you see anybody, Put PhD or doctor in front of their pretentious fucking name. Oh, 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 you better, you better be about it, boss. Because, like, if you're a doctor and then I find out you're a dentist, oh, yeah, oh, overcompensating much, are we? Just say dentist, okay? Don't, you don't need to put doctor in front of your handle. Just absolutely insane. It really is crazy, though, how people like and here, here's how I can talk about this. I've been in the educational field. I grew up around lawyers and doctors married to a lawyer like the they, I <laughs> talk to these people. I know who they are. It's not a surprise. And I I have friends who are doctors. Okay? I have friends who are dentists. Um, in other words, it's like it's really simple. When you go to school, they give you a set of books. You read the books. You answer the questions. <clears throat> That's the same. Okay, so it's take that, apply it to every fucking educational field you got. So the only difference between me and other people is just different set of books read, right? And different set of questions answered. So now, right? You understand that, right? Now just understand, oh, a doctor, when they read something, reads it, and then they generate an opinion about, about it, right? And then they, they give you an opinion. I can read. And if there's anything I don't understand in that fucking paper the doctor read, guess what? I'm smart enough to look it up. And then guess what? I'm smart enough to formulate an opinion about it. So it's kind of funny where people will be like, you're not a doctor. You're not a... Oh, God. They don't even really understand how, how, how people can read. The worst part about people who don't understand how you can do your own research is research is reading. Okay? I know how to read. I'm sorry, I can read quite well. I have a high reading comprehension, right? And if there's something I don't understand, I'm not a dummy. I don't skim past it. I stop, pause, look it up, ask questions, research, read more, right? And then I generate more questions, I ask more questions, and I fill things out. So when people like make fun of anybody who does their own research, if you don't do your own research, you're the biggest fucking idiot in the room. You're the person who says, what the... Oh, if you don't do your own research... You're the biggest fucking idiot in the whole room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. that You know who you are? You're like so many people. You come in, you look at the contract, you sign it. You don't read one fucking word. I don't, even if you know you can, you don't read it. 
your boy reads, okay? I'm sorry. When someone hands me a contract, right, I read it. I read all of it. I don't know why. Maybe I'm married to a lawyer. Maybe I was raised by one. But I like to read. So for me, when someone tells me, oh, you did your own research or you, you did you read about that? I'm like, yeah, I fucking read. I really did read. And people need to understand the difference between them and the other people in their life who acquiesced to higher levels of education was they read more and they answered more questions. They're not better. They're not different, right? And a lot of times anybody could have done the stupid, simple shit they did. And don't confuse yourself just because someone's a fucking doctor doesn't mean shit. They stood in line. They, they answered the questions. And they got in debt, and then there they are at the end of the day, standing in front of you, telling you. And think about this how many doctors can really even perform surgery? How many doctors really even understand? Like, oh my God, man. Whether it's a doctor or a lawyer, I don't give a fuck. If you, re- if you rely on your life on some other idiot doing their research, now I understand when you come to a point in the, in the road where it's like, well, uh, I can't really do research on this topic because I only have six months left to live. Okay, for sure, I get it. You know, put all the hand, put all the faith and all the understanding in the people who you need to at that point. But if your life's not in danger, if you're not gonna die soon, if if there's no real necessary threats and anything, take your time and learn about it, right? So when the let me let me talk about this. So COVID, oh COVID. A lot of things people didn't take their time and learn about, right? They were told all of this information about all of these different things from all of these entities, right? And so the worst part is they, they're told to trust these entities. They're told to believe in these entities. And they do, right? And when once you do believe and you do trust, the, the part of your brain that's like thinking critically about how the world works stops, okay? It stops working, And so when they say you should do it, it's safe and effective, you don't fucking ask questions. You don't say, well, what are the possible adverse effects? And are are the, are, is it more likely I experience an adverse reaction than anything else? (laughs) And I, I honestly feel so bad for all the people who've been duped, all the people who trusted in the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies, all people who trust in the government. And here's why. They're the same people who would send their 18-year-old kid to go die in a war they don't believe in. They're the same. These people who trusted these companies. Do you ever wonder why OxyContin's not around anymore? You know OxyContin was federally approved, right? Do you ever wonder why OxyContin isn't around anymore and why fentanyl is? Anyways. (laughs) I think fentanyl's fucking approved, too. It's shocking to me, okay? And if you're one of those people, I can't believe it's a half hour in. Jesus Christ. And I'm already on my COVID rant shit. That can tell you that's the shit. Hey, even if it's fucking over in my mind, I'm still not done berating the dumb fucking people who berated me for two years about the mask, berated me for two years about six feet, berated me for two years about, oh my God. These fucking people, and now they're walking around, my body, my choice, my body, my choice, my body. And I'm sitting here looking at them like as soon as we go to war in Ukraine and they draft your kid or they draft your ass, is it your body, your choice then too? Like, yeah. Look, I get it, right? I'd like to believe I own my body and the the conversation started with vaccines or whatever and it it went on to uh, abortions. But we all know the conversation started with a fucking military draft. 
If you think you fucking own yourself in this country, you're a fucking idiot. First of all, you're all slaves. You're all wage slaves. I'm sorry. You don't know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it hurts to find out, right? America fucking sucks in a lot of ways. It's a wage slave empire, right? We're all, we're all fucking so conditioned and brainwashed. Most of you might not even understand how fucking deep it goes, but let me explain to you. School's compulsory at the age of six. And if you don't do it, your parents get in trouble. Okay, so it's shocking to people to find out that, yes, once you leave the uh, enforced indoctrination camps at the age of 18, the government, if it's at a state of war, can then say, you know what, son, appreciate you uh, educating yourself and getting ready. And now we're going to send you to go die halfway across uh, the world. Hope Here's a rifle. Um, We're going to send you to boot camp. Don't worry. We'll teach you how to kill those dirty commies. Um, I know you think it's your body and your choice, but um, freedom costs. Freedom costs. So I get it. I get these people want like, yo, yo, you think I, it ain't, vaccines ain't where I stand. You think, look, they're trying to control every fucking part of your body, bud. It's more than the vaccines. It's the whole war situation. How about this? They want to control your kid for six hours a day at the age of six, right? Tell her 18. 6, 12, 18. Intervals of 6. 6, 6, 6. Fucking devil worshippers. Do I really believe all that shit? I don't know. I don't fucking believe a goddamn thing. You should all know that by now. What I do is I think this is a stream of consciousness. I came here. The batter plate is this, the internet, right? And I'm just swinging. Bang, bang. Stream of consciousness. Bang, bang, bang. Thinking, 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 thinking. And I'm doing it all for fun. Right? Because, like, I could be playing. I used to play Call of Duty. What a fun game. Call of Duty was a fun. I loved Call of Duty. What other games are like? NBA Jam. Fucking Madden. I love video games, man. But now I don't play video games. And I got criticized for my hand movements when I talk. And I don't give a fuck. If it, here's, here's something I noticed, too, I want to I talk about. Something I experienced recently. You know what I noticed about haters as well? All they do is spend their time talking about the thing that they hate. And I love to hate, but I like to talk about me and why I hate it. Like, oh, I feel as though that that object called uh, military draft, or not the object, that, that situation, I hate that. I hate the right things. And uh, I hate it for various reasons. And I'll talk about why I hate it. But sometimes when haters hate, it's because they only talk about you. They'll say, stop moving your hands. You talk too much with your hands. It's like, fuck, man, what do you even care for, right? Like, they talk about you, what you should do. They Like, the whole, here's, here's my big thing. There's a weird, weird movement going on in our country where other people think they can tell you what the fuck to do or even, like, guide you, like, be conductors in your life, right? And let me tell you, if you ever, and he's the only person that could ever be close to a goddamn conductor in my life, and they better be, like, my wife or my, my parents, other than that, like, uh, go shut the fuck up and get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, don't ever tell me what I should be doing or not doing. Like, I, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, okay? But now, tell me what to do? When it comes to, like, speaking and hand gestures, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And that's about anything, too, really. Like, if anybody tries to tell you... And here's the thing about vaccines. Like, you want to do it? Go right the fuck ahead. I don't give a shit, but don't tell me what to do. Look, you want to go die in the war for Ukraine? 
go right the fuck ahead. I don't want to go do it. Like, oh, you, and here's the thing. <laughs> it's pro choice. So uh, I think when I, because someone's like, oh, the, the whole conversation about bodily autonomy and like it, you reframe the question like, if that was the last woman on earth, would you call it a child? I think the conversation's over when you move it to that point in, in place and reference, right? Like if you make it like that kind of what if, like, okay, any pregnant woman, quote unquote, if you're the last woman on earth and I'm making a reference to, uh, what's that, what's that children of men, that movie, right? Where nobody can get pregnant. If you're the last woman on earth, would you ever really believe that's not a life? I mean, let's just throw that out there. You got to really understand the reference and the nuance I'm working through, but everything's in context. Now let's take the opposite side of that. Let's put a, all of the humanity in a jar, right? Or in a, in a glass filled bowl and there's no more space left and people keep having kids, right? Like, is that, I mean, that's a p poor example, isn't it? Like, let's think of a better one. How about overpopulation? I like, do you even, overpopulation, do you even really believe in it? No, right? What I believe in is the fact that there's systems that we've put into place that aren't exactly capable of creating outputs that deal with the level of population we have. It doesn't mean we're overpopulated. It means that the tools we're using for our population and sustaining it are outdated. People who talk about overpopulation mean there are too many poor people. That's it. They're not saying there's too many rich people. They're saying there's too many mouths to feed and it's your poor dumb mouth. You got to fucking remember that. If there's too many people, it's always there's too many poor people. You have to remember that overpopulation, I believe, is a concept developed by the very well-to-do to kill all of you poor fucking people. They want you to stop having kids. They want you to be dumbed down. They want you – it goes to no lengths, right? And I really do think this – the greatest test in this world we live in is understanding that if you keep listening to everybody fucking else, your life's going to suck. Right? If you listen to the government, your life's going to suck. If you listen to your parents long enough, your life's going to suck. If you listen to your friends, your life's going to suck. If you don't know how to fucking listen to yourself and do what you think you should do, your life's going to fucking suck because you're always going to be wondering, oh man, I never do it. Like, I don't know. It's just going to fucking suck. I can bet on it. And you can listen to other people and make your life great, but it's always in uh, portions, right? Like, and the reality is, uh, if you create your own problem in your own life, how do you expect anybody else to solve it as well? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could ask people for help, but if you fucking made the problem, how is anybody else going to come solve the problem? Most problems are like, if you could think of a problem that you ever deal with, think of it as like a physical entity or a building inside of yourself, right? So that's a problem and you want it demolished. Now, do you think there's anybody, you know, who can demolish a thought inside of your head or a feeling, right? Not at the end of the day, maybe they, they're fucking, they'd be a guru, right? But at the end of the day, it's up to you to 9-11 that own personal damage inside of yourself, right? Like, oh, I guess I got to bring down this personal trauma and deal with it. You bet. A lot of people don't understand that. that there's this weird belief system like seeking out gurus, seeking out help, seeking out, and I get it. I think people should seek out as many minds as they can to figure out how they can make their mind work right? Um, and how their mind works in relation to all these other minds, right? Reading is great. I love reading, but don't fool yourself. There's nobody who you will ever encounter that will put their hand on your head and say, your problems are gone. It doesn't work like that. You can't take a drug and your problems are gone. You can't smoke weed. You can't drink pot. You can't take an antidepressant. There is nothing you can do 
right? Perhaps there might be a few drugs out there, but in in small in a small short sentence, let me put, let me put this: There's nothing you can do, take, drink, consume, do that will fix you, right? And it goes so far into this point, right? There's no drug you can take that will prevent you from getting sick, right? Do you get that? There's no drug that will, and I mean this, right? There's no cure-all. There's no pan. There's no panacea, if that's the right word. And it's so funny that someone thinks they can live a shitty life of health style choices and think they can inject health into their body. That is the most asinine belief I have ever fucking heard, right? I'm going to com- treat my body like a complete piece of shit, but I can inject a health juice into my body that will make my body stronger? Fucking dumb. It is close to the belief that if you lick a trash can, you're going to increase uh, your body's immune defense system, right? Oh, I'm going to introduce a... I'm going to introduce some things and my body's going to learn how to deal with it. It'll make me stronger. God, bro. And I think, hey, sure, some truth to that. That's why kids lick everything, right? They're trying to improve their body's uh, immunity, right? Is that that why? Is that why kids lick everything? Who knows? It's a fucked up world. And I've got 20 minutes left to talk about it. And this is a stream of consciousness podcast. And it's 9 o'clock where I'm at, so pretty excited about the fact that it's 9 o'clock. I don't know what I'm going to do after this. It's funny because sometimes you feel motivated like, oh, this podcast is an hour. I'm like, oh, I have an hour to podcast, and then what am I going to do? Right now, nothing, right? Like there's – you think uh, usually what I do after a podcast, go check on my family, hang out conversate, uh, and actually like nighttime rituals, routines. I don't stay up crazy late uh, like some people. I do on the weekends though. On the weekends, your boy turns into a night owl. But on weekdays, relatively, uh, very rarely stay up past 12. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> I go to bed early. And uh, no, I'm not a loser. It's good for your health. And people underplay the value of sleep. Like, oh, wake up early, go to, I mean, if you wake up early, go to bed early, right? Like it just gets good sleep. Um, in general, I think life's really good. I've been really grateful lately. Uh, a lot of good things have been happening and a lot of challenging things as well. I find it odd for the most part though, that, um, no matter what, it seems as though that society and right now conspiracy theories seem to be in a bit of a, like, how do you put this doom and gloom, right? And I get it, excuse me, I get the doom and gloom. I, I get I get the belief system of like oh the world's not doing well because there's a lot of evidence you get you see Ghislaine 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 Maxwell only got 20 years what was it R Kelly got 30 you're like oh this system's fucked oh nobody's paying for their sins anymore do you get that do you get nobody's paying for their sins anymore and to be honest. I really believe the elites never paid for their sins outright. And that was kind of the whole problem in the beginning of like, oh, uh, it's like why, fuck man, it's why we got this country, right? Nobody's above the law. But it's, I think that was, has it ever been true, right? Now you look at the world, it's like, oh, every, if you're in a group, you are above the law. And the law is different for everybody else, right? And uh, I've come to just accept that as a belief, right? And there's the people on the left who say, the justice system's not fair. The ju- look, 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 it never was fair. Never will be fair. 
The goal is to create a more fair justice system. You can't create a perfect justice system. Let's be honest, though. The one we have is absolutely fucked because it said Ghislaine Maxwell gets 20 years and apparently there's no other arrests. Can you believe that? A private island filled with pedophiles, woman gets arrested. I'm shocked right now when I think about the fact that women all over the world aren't marching and saying, like, uh, what the fuck? Why aren't the men getting arrested for this ritualistic sexual abuse that took place on this island? Why is a woman getting pinned for these crimes? And can anybody really answer that? Why is a woman who, who she might have participated in these acts? I'm not really an expert into this um, case at all. Maybe she was part participatory. I don't know if she was more of like the hunter-gatherer for this system of abuse. But man, what the fuck's up with that? You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, the justice system's absolutely broke. And the... F Dude, there's so many fucking stupid people in this country. And there's funny. it's funny because I'll meet people who are quote-unquote smart. And they'll, they'll look at me like, you're a know-it-all. And I, I've kind of really tried to come to grips with the fact that it's, it's interesting when someone who self-admittedly admits, I don't know anything, right, gets called a know-it-all. And... Um, I've been called that throughout my life at various points and various times because there was a time in my place where I did want to know it all. But if you've listened to the podcast recently, I have completely abandoned all hope in knowing anything. Um, the only things I do know is I don't trust my government. I don't trust pharmaceutical companies. The only thing I know is I don't trust anything or anyone. I don't trust knowledge and I don't trust you. Actually, I'm a don't know it all. And the worst part is if anybody calls you a know it all, it's like a self-admitted, like they are a know-it-all because they even know who you are. Not only do they know everything about the world, they know everything about you and they can pin you down in a short sentence called a know-it-all. And that to me, my friends, is when someone becomes so insecure with the knowledge or the information you're sharing, they get nervous. And the only, it's like an eject, they're, they're, it's like they're a fighter jet, they're like, fuck, fuck, his rhetorical, logical components are fucking up my mind. Eject, eject, eject. He's a know-it-all. <clears throat> Gone. Avoid avoid me. Avoid the conversation. Avoid the points. Don't address what I said. Just call me a know-it-all. And yeah, you're all... Everybody's listening. Provocate, provocate. Did someone... Did something happen to you? No. Not at all. But I, but I was called a know-it-all. And uh, I was like, what? Really? And when you think about stuff like that, in relation to the things you're talking about, it's funny. And it's funny. And that's kind of, to bring that up too, it's full circle about the the hate in the podcast world. Because even as uh, the small podcaster I am, right, who I used to believe, I only have my mom and dad as fans, right, and my wife. And now I have one or two haters. You know, they don't deserve too much limelight. Actually, none at all. But it's funny though, right? Like we're even... You could be the top, quote-unquote, doing really well in the podcast game. Or you could be me. Like, oh, there's no shortage of people who want to tear you down. And I find that so fascinating. And usually the people who, and this is true for everybody, if you're ever doing anything, the people who want to bring you down are insecure as fuck. They're usually drowning in some form or some fashion. And if they're bringing you down, it's it's because you're above them, right? So... 
And they know that, right? That's you. Like, think about it that way. The only reason someone brings you down or attempts to bring you down is because they literally think you're above them in whatever way it is. Like, whether it's real or not, maybe you're above them uh, intellectually, maybe you're above them materially, maybe you're above them socially, maybe you're above them physically, maybe you're above them spiritually, maybe, you know, the list goes on and all the insecurities a person might feel when they look at somebody. And it's shocking sometimes when you're like, dude, you, you want to bring me down? fucking chill. I'm cool. Like I, it's shocking, right? It's shocking. Um, and I think that really is at the end of the day, the, the game plan for the elites and the people who control the system is if you create a hive of infighting that is buzzing at such a, a volume or a frequency where the, the individuals, let's just say in the hive are so worried about each other that they never worry about who's fucking beating the hive. That's exactly what they want, right? So Everybody right now in America is looking at each other, men at women, women at men, uh, uh, you know, Christians at non-Christians, uh, transgenders versus non Like the, 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 the whole system is right now, it's like we're fucking being beaten against each other and everybody's just looking for someone to tear down. Like, God damn, like, isn't it strange, right, how this happens? And I don't, and there's a lot of good things out there. There's a lot of good people out there too. And I, I, I bring all this up because... In the last two podcasts, I talked about the pleasure of hating and how good it feels. Um, and I just want to be honest, there is a, there's a line in the love and like the there's, there's real hate and there's fake hate. There's good hate. There's bad hate. Like it's good to hate cancer. I hate cancer. Right. Or I hate. How about this? I hate um, extinction level impact events or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you can hate certain things for sure. And I think it's a great place for that emotion as an outlet. But as soon as you start hating on, I think anybody who isn't an elite, you're wasting your fucking time. Like, I don't care who it is. They could be a millionaire. They're, they're not in the elite. I hate to tell you that they could be multimillionaire. They're not in the elite. I hate to tell you that they're like us. Okay. They're cattle. They don't know it. They might think they're different, but they're cattle. So don't hate on the homeless. Don't hate on the LGBTQ. Just stop hating on all of these people and just start hating on the fact that Nancy Pelosi has a bank account that's far larger than yours. That's the elite. How about Biden? These people should be living in modest houses. These people need a reality check, these elites, right? But we can't do that because their goal is to make us hate each other, talk about this and talk about that. And it, it, the world works great when people are fighting each other because then we can't solve the real problems. And I really think that's what's happening. Uh, there's a kind of a huge push to create high level conflict and high level tension amongst the middle and lower classes for sure. It's probably not a big surprise to a lot of people, but I find it odd, man. I find the the tension palpable sometimes. And you know where I find it more? In liberal states. Uh, where people carry around personas of like, you know, you're good. You ever look at somebody and like they assess you from, uh, their, like the worst perspective ever. <laughs> it's, uh, it's happened to me again to other people too. Like I've been the, that person too. It's like, God damn, my judgment sucked. But sometimes my judgment's good. That's why I say if you're going to be a judge, be a good judge. Um, God damn, this show's almost over. Thank you for being here. What do I want to close out? I'm always surprised that I 
fucking talked for an hour. Stream of consciousness is probably the craziest thing. And if you like the podcast, that's great. Um, if you don't like it, that's great too. Nobody makes you listen to anything. And uh, if you do listen and you're listening as a hate listen, send me a message. Let me know why. Why anybody would hate listen. And I just found out about that recently. Um, but apparently it's it's a fairly large group of people do hate listen for podcasting. And it's so fun because their whole, it's not fun really, but it's so funny in some sense where, yeah, the, the joy, there's a great deal of pleasure for them and hating. And I resonate with that, but I feel like it's the wrong type of hate. There's good, there's a good hate. There's bad hate. And I'm still learning on this myself because I'm a big fan of hate and I'm not going to throw hate out like a lot of people are. Um, I'm a big time hater. Uh, I like to hate correctly. So I'm going to try to learn and move on and try to hate more. I don't know. Better. Be a better hater. Uh, and not hate the wrong things. I feel like I hate the right things. And uh, if you're one of those people who, who sucks the dick of uh, pharmaceutical companies, sucks the dick of uh, big government, go fuck yourself. Okay? And I know nobody listening is one of those people. But this is kind of for posterity. I hope someone clips this in the future and, and, and lets everybody know. That uh, if you were one of those people who sucked the dick of pharmaceutical corporations from 2019 onward, you're a piece of shit. Because before 2019, everybody outright agreed the healthcare industry in America was complete shit. Nothing was good about it. Nothing was right about it. And then all of a sudden, people started getting tattoos of Pfizer, Moderna on their body. All of a sudden, people started to say, trust the science. Or, hey, these... Healthcare workers are heroes, okay? You guys get this shit? There was huge problems with our healthcare industry two years ago, three years ago, that people have been talking about and building up for a while. And then, boom, pandemic. And then all of a sudden, like, nobody's really talking about these things, right? Um, and is there a right healthcare plan? Here's the problem. When people talk about healthcare, they, they first of all, they don't even understand that healthcare shouldn't be incent the incentivization is all fucked up in the healthcare industry overall in America. Everything needs to be torn down. Uh, our concept of how we pay for things, how things are charged need to be rewritten. In fact, when people talk about like, "Oh, we need a new constitution, we need a new system of government, we need a new way of healthcare." Pretty simple, right? I'm going to, I'm trying to explain this as best as possible. If you don't make it a system where for every bug, they got a drug for every drug, they got a profit, right? If you can get rid of that system, they built health. It'd be, I hate to say this, but the largest building in your, your neighborhood probably won't be a hospital anymore, right? The size of hospitals are outrageous. And I'll tell you this, nothing would make the, the pockets of these pharmaceutical companies more happy than if the hospitals got larger, right? If more and more people went to the hospitals, more and more people were sick. And it's so fucked up. People don't get this. It's so fucked up. I, I, I They don't make money if you're healthy. <laughs> they don't make money if you're healthy. And here's the, here's the crazy part. They know if they can, and it sounds fucked up. They know if they can disable your child, 
from an early age, you know what they have? A customer for life. And if you can't get that through your thin fucking skull, or is it thick at this point, whatever, right? If you don't realize that a disabled child, right, buy a pharmaceutical product turns into a customer for life and how you don't see that as advantageous to these companies, you are one of the dumbest fucking people I know. And I'm talking about this because it really needs to be talked about. There is a push to, and you might not believe it. You might think I'm crazy. I don't give a fuck. Because here's the thing. You've never worked in the population center I have. Have you? Here's, here's another thing. When I went to school, there were probably 30 kids in special education at most right at most okay when i graduated from my master's program the last school i attended had over 60 kids in special education so let me, let me reframe this who do you think's benefiting from that who do you think's benefiting from all that pharma pharmaceutical prescription drug use right who do you think's benefiting from all of this right and um, it's shocking to me that people just want to live in this world where people aren't nefarious and profits aren't the, the things people are, are after and that there's not the concept called a customer for life. Now, when you understand that people are trying to create a customer for life in the most fucked up ways, right? Like, oh, they want you on insulin forever. <laughs> you know what? They want you on a neurotropic Tropic forever. They want you on Adderall forever. What else do they give people? They want you on antidepressants forever. They want you on painkillers forever. They want you in the system forever. They want your fucking ass in the hospital. They want your ass in the fucking doctor's seat. And you don't get it. You think they care. You think they give a fuck about you. Sure. Maybe some do. Maybe some places they are, they're practicing honest healthcare. But for a large part, let me fucking tell you this. Uh, and there's good people in the system. I'm not saying that the, the people in the system are bad. The system's broken. There's good lawyers, right? There's good judges, right? But it's a broken system. It's a broken system. So, uh, man, people are like, man, provocator, provocator, are you okay? No, I'm not. There's like five fucking little fruit flies in this fucking basement. And they're driving me nuts. Uh, but other than that, pretty great. Super soaked. I'm actually really happy I'm finished with, with this podcast. Sorry if I... Oh, God damn it. I got a little aggressive in my viewpoints, but I really don't give a fuck. This is called a stream of consciousness podcast. And if you don't know what it looks like when someone sits and talks to themselves or uh, for an hour straight without prompting, without reacting to anything else besides their own thoughts, this is it. And I encourage you to try to do it to see what you really fucking think. Because a lot of people come and come to me and the first thing they do is they tell me what somebody else thinks. Oh, reference this, cite this. Well, what the fuck do you think? Do you ever really think for yourself? Do you ever sit and talk to yourself for real, for real? Nah, you don't because all you do is fucking look to other people to fucking put your thoughts onto. That's the craziest thing. A lot of people can't fucking think for themselves. So they just find a source. They find a citation. And that's what they cling to. People need something because the scariest thing in the world is to have your own thoughts and your own self, right? I don't mind being scared, right? I don't mind being by myself with my own thoughts because, hey, join the club, dude. I went to school and they gave me a chart and it said, who's mom, who's dad, who's the brother, who's the sister? If I took that test today, there'd be different names on it and different scores and different, it's different world. So, hey, things change, and they're going to keep changing. They're going to change all the rules on you. They're going to change all the system, and it's just going to keep changing. So you know what you need to do? Just find out about yourself and figure yourself out. Find out what you fucking believe.
Stop fucking believing what other people tell you to believe. It's fucking crazy, man. It is crazy how many people can't think for themselves. And he's like, is there a test that I can take that I'll prove I can think for myself? How about this? Um, the last two years were a test. There you go. Thank you for listening. Um, what are we going to go out on? Um, I probably lost a couple fans there. For sure. So all of you who are still with me, uh, I hope you stay with me. I'm falling apart again. Recalling the words that you have said. And now you've gone to bed. Sleeping sweet dreams while I'm still missing. Pieces to the puzzle. Try to sort them out. Lying here.